Firstly, good morning, all. Please, uh, if there's a seat that you can scoot in, please do that. We have two overflow rooms that are in the back, and if you want to go there, please do that. And uh, we did speak a little bit last week about the growth and some of the challenges that we're facing. So, because you're a Christian, you can actually have a person sit next to you that you don't know. Shocking, I know, but it is true. It's very possible. And uh, we're not dying in the circus in Rome, so I think, I think, we'll, be, I think we'll be fine. So, um, Acts, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 14, I'm going to read you a scripture, uh, and it says here, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they, re they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church, that's the travels that they went on, and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord to whom they had believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, and they came to Pamphylia, now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to uh, Italia, and from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Say completed. It's not often in Scripture you see that. The Bible talks about David, who he did, he did everything that he, God had called him to do in his generation. Yeah, they had been commended, to go, commended by God to go and do something. They actually went and did it. And now they came back to that place. They had completed what God had called them to do. But then it says this. Now, when they had come and gathered the church together, so they went back, Paul and Barnabas, to the place that they were sent from, they reported all that God had done with them. So this morning, we're going to just do a little bit of that. And uh, my father, who led this church for the first 12 years, as we spoke a little bit actually about last week, uh, he's always traveled. He sits on different teams and apostolic teams and things that I won't get into now because it'll take too long. And um, But he, he, he could be out, and I'm not saying this to his Glory, it's the Lord, but he could be out almost every week if he'd said yes to every invitation. Um, but, uh, but he travels uh, extensively, and he tries to take some people with him when he can. And I think it, it is healthy and biblical for us to, because he is a part of this body, yes, he led it, he will always be the father of the church, but, you know, there's a team that leads, but we obviously have great honor and appreciation for him. But what God does out there, I find a lot of the time, I'm aware of it. I grew up with them traveling all the time and knowing of God's signs and wonders and miracles and all the things that takes place where they go and minister. And it's actually healthy for us to be aware as they are a branch of this body, yeah? And uh, so we just want to hear, and he took uh, Josh Deneen with him. And so we just want to actually do what's in the Bible and hear a report of what God has done. But now I'm going to ask you to understand and ask you to have this position in your heart. What you hear is part of your inheritance. What you hear actually has something to do with you, even though you weren't there because you were a part of this body. That's what the Bible says. So we're going to listen to some testimonies and hear what God has done. And it builds hunger and faith in your heart. So, sir, why don't you come? He doesn't like that, but <laughs> thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's always a privilege. Well, good morning, Kevin. 
It's always a privilege to be able to just give some feedback in terms of what God did. It really is. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful privilege. It's a privilege to be able to go and travel and go into different contexts. And so last week, um, I went up to Columbus, Ohio. I'm just going to give you a brief context so you know it. It's a church that I have the privilege of going to probably once a year, maybe twice a year, but at least once a year. It's a church that was planted about 10 years ago out of a couple that came out of Chicago. That's where I originally met them when I went to that church in Chicago. And so when they planted into, and actually he didn't go there to plant, he was sent there. Um, he's, a, he's part of a banking, he's in banking. And he was sent there because that's where his bank wanted him to go. And so they started a church because of that. And in actual fact, he's now going to resign his job and go full-time in about two or three weeks, two months' time. So they're going to need quite a bit of prayer. But um, so we had been going there, or I had been going there probably every year, as I said. And then about after the third or fourth time I went, Josh came with me and Rachel came with me as well, which was a wonderful privilege. And I share that to tell you that there's a context in terms of relationships. And there's a context in terms of trust, which is very key. Very key. Because people only open their, open their hearts to the degree that they begin to trust. So that trust is built over a period of time, if you understand what I'm saying. And so we went, I went on Wednesday, Josh arrived on Thursday. We had a meeting Wednesday night, Thursday night, uh, Saturday morning till about tw 2 o'clock, somewhere around about there, and then 2 on Sunday morning. And then we had to run to catch the airplane. We got to the airport, <gasps> and the plane was delayed. Can you believe it? Delayed like four hours, four and a half hours. And Josh is on the phone. My wife's going to be upset. My wife's going to be upset. <laughs> so, no. so I'm going to ask Josh to come and share a little bit, and then I will piggyback off that just because he was very involved. And he's been coming up five or six times. And it's interesting, when that church fasts and prays, he fasts because he's developed a relationship with them. And that's, I'm saying that because it's a key, one of the keys to what God does. So, Josh, why don't you come and share whatever you want to share. Thank you. It is wonderful to, uh, to travel um, with Ken and usually Michelle, who couldn't be there this time. But, so, Ken and I had some guy time, which was really nice, especially for four hours in the airport. But, um, and I do want to say, if, especially if you've, even if you've been coming for a few years, while Clayton's been leading, and, and leading very well, um, you may not really know about Ken and what his ministry is and what he's gifted in and, and beyond anointed in and operates in. But it's interesting when I travel with Ken and we go to a different church to really see the power of the, that he moves in over these people. And we were talking in the airport and saying, we need to do that in this church. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do a big spoiler alert. Ken's not perfect. My wife will tell you, I'm definitely not perfect. And, and every, see, there we go. We've got witnesses, all those in favor. Okay. And no one else is either. But it's about being in a position to be moved by God and to respond and to partner with him in what he does. And so I've been very privileged to travel with Kenya. It's about my fifth year going to this church, and I, I do love that church. And uh, 
when, you know, I was, I was very anxious. I couldn't make it to the first night because of work. So I, I flew in on Thursday and said, what happened last night? And he's like, oh, you should have seen it. The power of God was there. I'm like, great. Well, we're going to do it again. And uh, sure enough, it was a very small group on Thursday. And uh, Ken gave a little message. And then, of course, he started praying for people. Nobody stood that very long that night, I would say, when, when Ken started praying. Everybody was on the floor in some fashion that evening. Um, and, you know, it's great. And so, you know, Ken's very gracious. Josh, do you have anything? Do you have anything? I did not, and, uh, which was fun and, and to, be, to be watching. And then uh, I, want, I do want to share, and again, please, this is not about me, but it's just the way that God used me on the trip. And God has been working in me over the last few years, and I've been starting to get words of knowledge. And the ones that I like the best are when I know exactly what it is. Uh, but in this case, we were praying for a couple and God just told me that something was wrong and didn't tell me what it was. And so I had to ask, and she said no at first, and so I wanted to just sit back down. But I asked again, and she had just given birth, actually, two weeks ago. They brought the little baby who was adorable, and, and my wife never would have let it go if she was there. But she had had this pain that, wouldn't have, that didn't leave since, since labor, and she wasn't really telling anyone about it, but she couldn't breathe a deep breath. She couldn't laugh. She couldn't do anything, and so... You know, at that point, I knew God was going to do something, so we prayed. It got about 50% better, and we prayed again, and it was completely gone. And what was amazing was the reaction of, she didn't even know that God wanted to do something in her body, but her reaction touched everybody in that entire room to the point of tears. I looked around. I started crying. Everybody was crying. Ken was holding it together the best. But... Um, I just want to tell you, like, you know, it's just about, I don't know what God was going to do. I didn't know what the problem was. He just told me there was a problem, and he wanted me to do something about it. And if I didn't say something, then she would have had to go on struggling until someone else stood in to what God wanted to do. Saturday morning was a deliverance training time, I guess right, the right way to say it. Uh, so Ken did his thing, did a, a couple of sessions, and then started to pray for people. It was a small group, maybe 40 or so people. Um, I could definitely count on one hand the people that were still standing at the end. Legitimately, everybody was impacted. Most people couldn't make it toward to Ken all the way before they went down being touched by the Holy Spirit. And it was a wonderful time. Again, Ken calls me up to the, to the front and, you know, he starts praying for people and I'm getting nothing. And he's, Josh, do you have anything? And I'm, nope, I got nothing. I'm just here to help catch people, which was great. And those people are needed, so that's a good thing. And this couple came up, and um, Ken was praying for, for him. And I've met this couple several times. I could hear his wife just being impacted by what was happening to her, her husband. So Ken calls her up, and, uh, you know, she's just crying along with her husband. And I'm still not getting anything. I said, okay, God, I'm just here to, to help Ken. And, and, again, this isn't about me. I just put my hand on, on her shoulder, and, you know, she immediately went down. And then God just started telling me what he wanted to deal with and helped walk her through that. And it was just a wonderful time of partnering with Ken um, and, and just ministering to folks. And I think probably one of my, my favorite parts of that morning I, I do want to share uh, was, again, was God using me because I want to encourage folks to take risks with your faith. <laughs> with your faith, take risks. I was praying for a couple young gentlemen. Nothing happened, but I, I was starting to, to walk away and I just looked at the young gentleman, and God said, ask him if he wants prayer. So, of course, I did, and he asked for it, and, and really, God just started uh, telling me everything about that was going on in this young man's life. 
And um, long story short, there was a problem with the father, uh, with his relationship with his father. He really had longed for one. He's the oldest of a couple siblings. None of them have a relationship with the father. They desperately want. He just, you know, is not around and won't contact them. They have to try to reach out to him. And boy, I start praying and I'm speaking all these things. And before I had known it, I had told him that his father was going to call him that day out of the blue. And I never more wanted to shrink into a tiny little ball and, and go away. I'm, Immediately, uh, God, why, why did I say that? Why did you put that in my mind? I'm going to look like a fool. I'm going to damage Ken's re uh, reputation. I'm never coming back to this church. And, you know, throughout the day, it's just coming back. This is Saturday morning, and even the pastor of the church, we both were staying at his house. He comes up to me later in the day. He's like, oh, that young man, he was totally impacted with what you're praying. And I'm like, please don't remind me. This is horrible. <laughs> And so I wake up Sunday morning, and I don't want to go to church with Ken because to see this kid. And uh, I've been, been to this building, what, 10 times at least. I literally always park in, like, the same three spots. So I pull in, and I can't pull around. I'm circling the block, and then I'm thinking I'm going to be late, and Ken's going to be in there by himself. He gets very hungry. Someone's got to feed him. <laughs> it's taking forever. I'm U-turn around. I park. I get out. I forget my Bible. I go back to the car. All this uh, to tell you that there was an appointment coming for me, because as I got right to that front door after all that circling, guess who was walking up? The young man, and I tried to hide, um, which I can do because I'm not that tall. I can usually slide in behind, but he yells out my name, and he turns around and goes, my dad called within one hour, and he called again after that. Well, now I'm excited for what's about to happen at church. And it was, and in fact, we're sitting there, and, you know, I'm like, okay, God, I want to be used today. Am I going to get some words of knowledge? And he goes, Ken will. So I got to turn to Ken, he's going to him, hey, you're going to get some words of knowledge. And he said, okay. And I said, he was like, looked at me, I'm like, I asked if I was going to, and he said, you will. And sure enough, at the end of that, I think that was the first service, I can't remember, he picks out these two girls and starts telling them about what's going on in their lives and brings them up, and they're, of course, touched and beyond moved by prayer. People laying all over at the end of the service. And I'm, I'm just I'm telling you all that because I do believe that he's just a man and I'm just a man and you're all men and women that can be used by God and can receive from God in this church in power just like the ministry was happening in Columbus. I'm ready to see that happen. I know Ken's ready to see that happen. Are we going to pray for people? Okay. I have a word when you're done. And we'll see what happens. I've learned to partner with him. He gets going. When he gets going, it's like holding a wild horse's back. It is. But I just noticed in going out with Josh how God has increased in his life the word of knowledge for healing. It's increased. It's just wonderful to see and it's wonderful to notice that when God speaks to him, particularly about physical healing, it's becoming a little more focused, a little more accurate, a little more, do you understand what I'm saying? And it's just wonderful to see that as he's stepping out in that, like that woman, that would in, she was instantly healed. To the degree that she started to scream and cry and jump up and down and just saying, I couldn't do this before. And her husband's starting to break down and the whole, it just has impact. That's what I'm saying. And it's just wonderful to be able to see that. It really is. That as we avail ourselves, and uh, John Wimber said you spell faith, S-R-I-S-K. 
That's what he said. That's how you spell faith. So I'm going to share uh, the first pastor of the church sent back some feedback, and he said, um, I could write, this is one particular lady, I could write a novel on all that God did this week in me, but how I will best describe it is God answered my prayer to see more of his father heart and how to live in my identity as his daughter, free from the striving for his love. This week, leading up to Ken and Josh being there, I, I was felt so blocked. I prayed forgiveness for my earthly father again and again and again, and prayed for freedom from performing and striving for his love. That felt it stemmed out of the last words my dad spoke to me, which were, when you're ready to be a good daughter, call me. The first night, Ken called Pete, that's her husband, and I up, and he prayed, and he released a heaviness off me, and prayed a removal of the poisonous words spoken over her. I did not know that when I said this to her, so it obviously had impact. I knew it was a removal from those words my dad had spoke. I knew I was delivered from those words. I legitimately felt something extract from my body. Then I was light, full of joy, and knew what freedom felt like. My prayers were answered. I had never felt... I have never felt more seen and loved by my Father in heaven than in that moment. Another one. Well, the night before, Clive texted me and informed me that Ken would be teaching on deliverance. From, the mo from that moment, I knew that God would be dealing with me the next morning, but I had no idea to what extent. As I drove to the church, I got off the freeway into the short north and just began to weep because I felt the presence of God so strongly. I wasn't worshiping or even in a place of trying to receive at this point. As Ken began to teach, I felt the weight of what he was teaching on and the weight of the presence of the Lord so strongly that I hold myself up, keeping my hands on my knees. As well as nearly the entire time he taught, I felt that I was about to vomit. While Ken was wrapping things up and going through the list of things that people might need deliverance from, I knew I needed to be set free from just about every single one especially the ones I felt strongly were fear of abandonment, which Ken called out, unforgiveness towards myself and others, unholy habits, ungodly relationships, and past trauma. I walked out of the church on Saturday feeling more free than I'd ever felt in my life. And on Sunday, Josh approached me and told me that he felt like he was supposed to pray for me again. So after the second service, he did, and I believe he got the words, Holy Spirit wants to fill you again. And out of the... out. Sorry, fill you again. Out and I felt the power of God flowing to me, and I don't remember much after that, but I'm confident that I've never been in a more love with Jesus myself in the life that he has given me. And there's a couple more. I share that to say that the fruit of any ministry has to be freedom in order that people can love Jesus more. That their relationship can go to a deeper place and a more strengthened place. I don't know what words to use. And so I found some of the keys in going is one, trust. We had built a trust relationship with that church. Two, when the pastor got up, he kept saying, you can trust this, this, this man and this man. You can trust them, which helps, if you understand what. The other thing I noticed is that God prepares us before the event. He prepares us before what he's about to do. Like that guy started to cry, even on the highway, coming to the church. And we had a couple of people say that when they came, the morning they woke up, they were strangely aware, more aware of God's presence than in other mornings. 
but God was preparing them. I'm saying that to help us understand that when you wake up some mornings and you become a little more aware of God's presence, be aware that God's about to do something somewhere soon. And so we can walk with that. We can partner with it. It's a better way. Because I find there's a difference between praying to God and praying with God. When the atmosphere is pregnant with his presence, then we've got to pray with him, not to him. We've got to partner with him because that's what he desires. That's his heart. That's always been his heart. That's why we're called co-laborers with Jesus Christ. Co-laborers to establish the kingdom or bring the kingdom. There are places that we pray to God. Don't get me wrong. But when the atmosphere is pregnant with his presence, we can see it right through Scripture. In the beginning of Genesis, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord hovered. And then what happened? God spoke. So the atmosphere can be pregnant with his presence as it's beginning to happen right now. But then we've got to find and partner with God to do what he wants to do. It's not me doing my thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? And normally he'll give a word of knowledge. Or as Paul says in Acts, I was going to read the scriptures. The Bible says when Paul went into this region and he was preaching, he looked at this woman, Lydia, and he saw that she had faith. So somehow he saw in, on her, into her heart, that she had faith. And so he said, stand up. And she stood up and she was healed. So that's how we learn to partner with him. And that's what he wants to teach us, how to partner with him. Because when we partner with him, when the atmosphere is pregnant, either in my heart with his presence or in a meeting, you must know he wants to do something. Unless he sovereignly comes and does it, that's his glory coming into the room. And then man just gets off the stage because then God is going to do it. But unless that happens, he's saying, no, I've given you an anointing to partner with me to do something. Amen. And so when I find, I got to find in me in scripture, what is, we're coming to the end now, what is the standard that I can maybe expect for God to do? In other words, what's the standard in scripture that when the atmosphere is pregnant, I can say, God, you can do any one of these things. I don't want to box it. Any one of these things, and this is what I felt for me. In um, Matthew 4, it says this, verse 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom. So that's the first thing. Healing every disease and sickness among the people. Next thing. It says, news spread about him all over Syria, and people brought him people who were ill with various diseases, suffering, those severe suffering, or those tormented with pain, the, those struggling with under demon possession, or did those were influenced by the demonic, those having seizures, the paralytic, and he healed them all. That's the standard. So we don't box him. He can do any one of those things. And I don't dictate to him what he must do. I just work alongside what he wants to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's wonderful. It's wonderful to partner with God. Because you know it's not you, but you see some extraordinary things happen. And it brings joy to your heart. And it brings tears to your eyes. And it brings freedom to people. And it puts people in a different place in a relationship with him. It's wonderful. It really is. It's a privilege. It's an incredible privilege. And as Josh said, we're not perfect. 
just available. It's just available. And so even on the way to church today, I said, Lord, I need the key to unlock what you want to do because I found that's key. I need a key to unlock what you want to do. I need the key to unlock what you do. And as I was driving in the car, we just became aware of his presence. So I just know he wants to touch some people. So I want Josh to share what he has. definitely see God moving on some people in the room right now. Um, and, and yesterday, I, after Ken called me, I said, okay, God, you know, what, what do you want to do tomorrow? And I heard carpal tunnel right away, immediately. Um, does anybody have that issue and would like prayer for it? Is there more than one? It's okay if there's more than one. It doesn't have to be. Okay? Two? Do I hear three? Three. Two is fine. We are okay with that. Come on up, Kim. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to pray for those people over here. And Ken's going to have a word for somebody. Oh, yeah, I am. Okay, thank you. <laughs> right. okay. Sorry, Joey, I just looked at you, and I don't know what this means, but God told me he's not done with you yet. And I was trying to pray for people, but he told me that about that about you. So I'm just going to give that to you. Oh, forget people's names. You got your cap back to front. Why don't you come here, please, Sean? I really forget people's names. It's true, I do. Father, I thank you for this man. I thank you for this man. I thank you for this man. And I feel like Father said, don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself, young man. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. Father, I thank you for this young man. And Lord, you just lifted off him, lifted him off him now in the name of Jesus. Lifted off him now in the name of Jesus. The torment in his mind, the tornado in his heart. Even the destruction in his feelings. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lift it off him now. Lift him off him now. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't know why, but I feel the Lord saying, Watch me work. Watch me work. Watch me work. Thank you. Now, when that happens, I can see other people are touched. Because that's what God does. Because he sparks something in you. So this lady, I don't even know who you are. So if it's uncomfortable, if you mind coming up here. So now all I'm just helping to teach because I want to do a teaching at the same time. I'm just trying to see what God's doing. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to manufacture what I want to do. And just God just touched her even as he touched that gentleman over there. Father, thank you. Thank you for this lady. Thank you for this lady. Thank you for this lady. Thank you for that's your that's his presence. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel like, ma'am, the Lord would say to you, "Watch me put things back in place. 
back in place. Back in place. Thank you, Lord. Bless this precious lady. Bless this precious lady. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Is there anything you want to say or add? I know he's supposed to preach. All right, so we're going to carry. Is that okay? Can we carry on? Yeah, no, Kevin's keen. I can see that. All right. All right. If you feel like through what's been shared, God touched you in some way, I want you to stand, please. Because all you're saying is, Lord, I just want to partner with what you're doing right now. It doesn't mean if you haven't felt touched that he's not doing. Look at that. Look at that. That's God. Father, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you for these precious men and women. Thank you for these precious men and women. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. There was a lady there that I prayed for, and God touched her. And as she turned to go, I felt God say, just break that curse off her. And all I said was, I break the curse in the name. She let out such a scream from the depths of her belly. And I just knew something from the past that hindered her. And so, Father, I pray for your precious people. Your precious people. Thank you, Lord. Just come and touch and release your precious people, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this man. Thank you for this man. Thank you for your hand upon him. Thank you for your hand upon him. I just feel like the Lord would say to you, my favor goes with you, my son. My favor goes with you. My favor goes with you. And sometimes that hasn't felt like that. But my favor goes with you. My favor will go with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin, if you get something, please go for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this lady. Thank you for this lady. Thank you for this lady. Now, I don't understand it, but often when I pray for people, they cry. Now, I have no understanding why that happens. My sister-in-law says I have the snot anointing, so I just don't understand it. <laughs> I, yeah, you see. Thank you, Father. Thank you for Jen. Thank you for Jen. She gives so much. She gives so much. She gives so much. She gives... Obviously, I know about some of your circumstances. I just feel like the father saying, my daughter. I'm about to reveal something on my father's heart to you in a way that you have not experienced. My father's heart. My father's heart. Thank you, Lord. Dave and Michelle, can you come up? And <laughs> Dave and Michelle. This guy knows names, I don't. <laughs> yeah, please don't spectate. Just say, God, do what you want to do in me. Do what you want to do in me. 
do what you understand watching. We learn. We get touched by it. We really do. Yeah, party, sir. I don't know who you are. Do you mind if I pray for you? Is that okay? That's fine. Father, thank you for this man. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There we are. That's his presence right there. That's just his anointing. Thank you, Lord. That's just his anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just do what you're doing in this man, Lord. We just bless your work here. We just bless your work in the name of Jesus. We bless your work in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Now, we'll just let him lie there until God does what he wants to. And if one of the prayer people on the prayer ministry team, if you have a heart for this man, just go sit with him and pray with him, if you don't mind. Just say it, okay? All right. What I'd like to do, if I can, and I'm sorry, Clayton, about your preaching, okay? <laughs> okay. After the service, he'll phone you and give me what for, but that's nice. But no, he won't. He won't. He won't. He really won't. He, he encouraged me, actually encouraged me. He said, if you want to do ministry, go for it. So he did encourage me. He really did. I feel like I need to pray for some Debs. Uh, Deborah, why don't you come here, please? It's just as I see people and if God draws my attention to them, thanks. Deborah, I just feel like if you've been standing, we would just love to pray for you. That's what we'd love to do. We'd just love to pray for you. And the only way we can do that, unfortunately, is you would come up front. Because it's very difficult for me to climb over people. It just is. And so it's just to facilitate it. Nothing more than that. And we'd love to take time. If you're not standing, don't go anywhere. If you're not standing and you're sitting, I would encourage you, if you see somebody come up front and you know them, just in your heart, start to pray for them. Just to start to pray for them. Just say, Lord... Just bless that person. Do what you need to with that person. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. That's all. Because then you learn to just partner. And maybe the Lord will give you a word for that person. And then just come and grab somebody you know and just say, I feel like I have a word for that person. Can you come and partner with me so I give it to them? Amen. Because God can speak to anybody or through anybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's okay. That's just the anointing. I'm just waiting for it to increase. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this lady. Thank you for, thank you for the calling on her life. But I feel like the Lord would say, my daughter, know the season that you're in and the season that I have you. The season where uh, there's some honing taking place. But that never negates my hand upon your life. That never negates the gift that I've put within you in any form or any shape. Just know that. And the depth and the breadth of what he wants to do in you is wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Not cries for a change. Just <laughs> laughing for a change. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Release, 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 release. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Just release, release in Jesus. That's it. Let, let the joy come, Lord. Let it come. Let, let it. 
Can you just hold my fingers? Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just a okay. All right, that's it. You can hold a little tighter. Okay, I'm just going to turn you a little bit. Don't worry. Just turn you <laughs> That's what the Lord wants to do. Dance with you. He wants to dance with you. That's what He wants to do. Dance with you. Thank you, Lord. And release it. Release all that you're doing in us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, please. Please do. Um, <clears throat> you know, I grew up with this. So, I, uh, I remember when I was I, laughing. That's just what I grew up with all the time in our house. And, and uh, for some of you, you may be... Um, uncomfortable or unaware, and I encourage you to open your heart. God is so much big. <laughs> God is so much bigger than what our church box. So I'm just going to let them continue to minister. I encourage those who are standing to come up front. We have a ministry team has been prayed. Please come up and uh, help, help pray if you're on the train ministry team. Chris and Kim, I'd love you to help pray as well. Um, and for those of you who are sitting, you're welcome to have coffee, but I also encourage you just to pray, and you know, one of the ways I learned, I would pray for, for someone watching what God would do, and then go up to the person afterwards, or ask them, what, what did God do, and they can't share private things, they would say something that I had prayed for, and faith would rise, like, that's what I was praying for, it's just how you grow, and it's how you learn, and uh, so I just encourage you, it's, it's got nothing to do with the people, but it, it has got to do with them. They're learning to partner with the Lord. And so, is Megan here? Megan, Megan, I forget her last Beckwith. name. Beckwith. Beckwith. She's not here. How sad. Okay. So, I'm going to ask the guys to come up front. If you'd like prayer, please do. Please come up front now if you can. And are they going to pray for you? They're going to minister over you. And uh, we've, we've seen this many, many times. I grew up like this. And um, it's just something wonderful and refreshing. So I encourage you guys, for the rest of you, to please just stretch out a hand and pray. Uh, you're, not this, you're not where I am, so you don't get to see all the tears and how God's already moving, but He is. So for those of you who would like to also learn, uh, you know, come and stand on the side and, and just trust and ask God for, for words and begin to pray and begin to intercede for the people. But other than that, for the rest of you, welcome to have coffee. Just be aware of this ministry going up here. This is, can I say, this is also church. Yep. Hello. So I'm very excited about it. So go ahead. I'm going to hand over to you guys. I just want to say, you know, if you're questioning whether to get prayer, at least 50% of the people that had carpal tunnel and numbness was not numb when they left up front. So if you're questioning it, just come forward. What I find God does in an atmosphere like this is he expands our hearts he's preparing for us to receive more down the line and so he's teaching us how to partner with him so he can do more in our hearts do you understand what i'm saying so but never go by the manifestation never go by whether a person laughs or cries because we don't know what he's doing inside and that's you understand what i'm saying so it's important but if there is a manifestation that's fine this, we, we don't we never want to stop that we really want to let god be god and sometimes when the Spirit of God touches your body, it responds in a way that's different because it doesn't know how to handle it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or if it touches your heart, there's an emotion or whatever the case is. So feel free. Please, if you're in the aisle, just come stand here. Don't be afraid. Come, come up further. Come up further. That's it.
go. Thank you. Wonderful. And those who are sitting there, you're welcome to come up and just watch if you want to and just pray for people standing at the back here and just pray for them or just pray for them as they're standing up here. You're more than welcome. We don't want to exclude you in any form or any way. See, yeah, this man's just busy being touched powerfully by Aaron praying for him. Just touching him. I don't know what's going on, but just touching him. It's wonderful. And even as I'm speaking, it's just an increase in what God's doing. It's just an increase, just an increase. I can see the hunger in some of your eyes. I really can see the hunger. And I just want to tell you, God will honor your hunger. God will honor your hunger. Blessed are they the hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be filled. That's a promise. They will be filled. So, Father, I just pray as we pray for people, just increase your anointing. Just increase what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just set this man free, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Oh, the thoughts. The thoughts have gone round and round and round and round. They were stuck with patterns. In Jesus' name. Just.